to Faith in the Fast Life, brought to you by Fast Life Ministries. The podcast that dives deep into the stories of God's redemption. 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 This week, his strength, not ours. He died the just, wrath-satisfying death that you and I deserve to die and gives us the hope of eternal life and the strength to persevere and endure in this current life. Dustin Oram on Faith in the Fast Life. Give our podcast a follow and check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Check out FastLifeMinistries.com to partner with us and keep our podcast going. Now let's get into the episode. All right, here we are, Faith and the Fast Life family. We are out here live, Camp Royal, uh, West Virginia, for the Royal Rumble. I got Dustin Orm with me. We've just come across the country. We are right across the way from our friends over here at Two Spruce Coffee Stand. They're uh, gracious with the coffee, doing a great job out here at the event. And it's, it's so exciting to be here in live events and be in the trailer and doing this. So yeah. without further ado, Dustin Orm, we have tried so many times, listeners, <laughs> to, to do this. We've tried Zoom. We've even tried like three times already today, and the technical difficulties just keep coming at us, but we made it. Dustin, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord, exactly. Like, here we are. Yeah. We're going. Man, what a, what a great trip so far. Yeah. Like, Dustin uh, flew into Colorado Springs. We picked him up. We drove from there to West Virginia. We've stopped at skate parks and bike parks along the way. Caught a couple of great people. I hope they're listening, Richard and Matt, um, Garrett and Landon. Yep. Right? A couple of father and son duos that we met out in St. Louis. Just really had a great opportunity to share the gospel with them. And, uh, yeah, uh, Landon falling in love with uh, BMX and just ripping it. And uh, his dad, Garrett, has been super supportive. So shout out to those guys. And then... Uh, Richard and Matt. Richard's the son, and Matt said he got his dad involved. Uh, you know, Richard, the son, got the dad involved, yeah. so we're so cool to see yeah. that. And we wish Richard luck as he uh, competes this summer yeah. and moving forward. But just a great opportunity to, to share with those guys. So shout out to those families and to the guys that we met in Kentucky as we uh, the Kentucky Skate Park yeah. there in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, great opportunity yeah. to just hang out with some people and share share the love of Christ. And that is what yeah. Dustin does on a regular basis. So before I let him say too many words, I want to introduce some guys. Dustin Orem is essentially the chaplain to BMX. Uh, falls under the FCA, which we know we're, we're big in the FCA here. Uh, very supportive of the FCA. Uh, love what they're doing. Love that they're reaching more into action sports right now. So shout out for that because there's so many out there that need us. And uh, Dustin Orem, without further ado, I won't say anything else. What's up, man? Here yeah. we are. What's up? By God's grace, we're here, and it's such a blessing. So very thankful to, to be doing this. And like you were just saying, it's been so rad getting to hop in the rig and cruise through the states and stop at the skate parks and uh, bike parks and be able to hang with everybody. The Lord's been so good in it. So it's awesome. And yeah, just uh, the way he's worked in that, it's, it's just been so cool uh, to see him moving in and just to have this opportunity to get this podcast dialed yeah, in yeah, finally, so yeah finally, so go. fight the good fight of the faith we're in it yep, so fight the good fight uh, you can't, can't keep truth. us down forever yeah so claim but yeah truth. man so so we're here we're, we're doing it we're finally in the seats it yeah. seems like everything's recording good 
Uh, but man, like we just want to hear your story. Yes. So, so tell oh, us. I love it. Even as we've been talking in the rig, it's just been so cool getting to think about others' stories, share each other's stories, and just be encouraged in how the Lord's working in so many different ways and different stories of how he's calling people to saving faith in him and uh, giving them these testimonies of how he takes us from death to life. Uh, it's just so cool, and I'm so thankful for how he's done that in my life and just the yeah. transformation that he's brought. It, there's nothing else in this world that comes close to the the work that Jesus has done in my life and taking me from death in my sins to to life through what he's done on the cross. And it's just a beautiful thing. And so stoked to get to share that with others and, and how he's done that. So in my story of how he worked in that, it starts out from birth, got incredible parents. Uh, Lord was just so gracious um, to provide just epic parents that raised me knowing his truth and loving me as uh, they're called to love their children and raising me as they're called to raise their children and seeking to bring me up in a household that honors and loves God and um, were walking through that with me and raised me knowing the truth of who Jesus is and what um, the the different aspects of who God is, who I am, and uh, these different things. So I knew about Jesus from a very young age. And um, even in that, like, remember coming home from church and praying with my mom to proclaim Jesus as Lord and, and Savior, um, but more so knowing about that than really knowing him. But know that he was at work in as he is in each yeah. of our lives from the very start, right? At, from conception, right? We read that he knits us together in our mother's womb. So he was at work in that process from, from there. But once I got to junior high, parents explained that just because we're believers in Jesus— and we have placed our faith in him doesn't mean that you inherit that faith. You need to have faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and who he is and what he's done for you and, and being able to to understand that and, and proclaim him uh, and walk in that relationship with him. And so in that, was super, super thankful um, for how they did that, especially looking back at it now and, and walking because in that time knew about knew about Jesus and could tell you the different things about who Jesus is um, and what he had done in his life, death, and resurrection. Had Bible verses memorized um, through being raised in the the church and uh, had that moral framework that was really shaping uh, my life in a lot of ways. So walking in those those different aspects, which was super. Um, Helpful in just the different relationships that had been established, but in that the problem is I knew about him, but I wasn't really knowing Jesus. I wasn't communing with Jesus. I wasn't resting in so his grace and mercy. You're kind of stuck. Cause so like one of the things you say there, and we've talked about a lot on this trip, mm -hmm. uh, but almost that, that uh, cultural or yes. gener generational mm -hmm. inheritance of the Savior Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of a, a common misconception, maybe. Uh, we even ran into it kind of at the skate park, right? Like, you hear all the time, like, well, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. 
because I was raised that way, right? You're raised in church. And just because you're going to church every day at a young age, you're learning the religion. You're saying that at this one, you knew who Jesus mm-hmm. was. You knew the ins and outs. You knew what was right and wrong. You maybe knew some scripture. Yep. You've been through the steps. Mm-hmm. But you hadn't truly opened your heart to receive mm-hmm. Jesus, as your, to, to truly let that Holy Spirit work in mm-hmm. your life yet. So you're kind of, yeah, I know I know what is right and wrong. I know what to say here mm-hmm. at this point. But had an experience, and I love that you bring up the fact that, like, your parents were kind of telling you, like, no, like, we have our relationship with him, and we're showing you what that looks like, Mm -hmm. but you need to create your own relationship Mm -hmm. with him. So tell us more Mm -hmm. about that relationship and how they did that with you, because I think there's probably some parents listening right now that somebody needs to hear this, right? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. And on that point, it's kind of like uh, uh, I like explain it this way. Like think of your favorite writer or a musician or athlete. You can tell all the stats or you could tell like video part songs for every one of their videos. You could tell about the accolades that they've achieved, different things. But then so you can you can know all about them. You can even know, I mean, Instagram these days, you can be like, oh, they were over there, they were doing this, they were doing all these different things, but there's a difference of knowing about them and knowing, knowing them, being on the phone, catching up in person, meeting up for coffee, for a meal, breaking bread, and um, the different things. And so knew about Jesus, but didn't really know him. Uh, And so to to your point on the parents, oh, they were always praying praying for us they were living it out and so getting to see them living in that relationship with jesus and and recognizing something different but not being able to put the finger on it exactly and especially junior high like you think you know everything oftentimes like i definitely thought i knew everything and and all those different aspects and so they were constantly praying and, and continuing to faithfully live it out um and in that time when they said that, it's like, okay, you don't have to come to church with us. They gave the option of whether or not we wanted to come to church, these different things. So they weren't forcing it yeah. upon. Um, but then mom was always praying. Dad was always praying and always letting me know the different things that were happening. Like, hey, the youth group's going to meet up and they got this going on. Or uh, this group that works with the church yeah. is going to be doing this event. And Encouraging, the not things. forcing, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. they encourage yep. you to do it. They made it attractive yep. to look at. I heard I uh, yep. uh, got to speak at a, at a men's conference as a breakout session, and, and it was called What is a Man with, with Dr. Joaquin Molina. Hmm. I would highly recommend listeners check him out. Some powerful stuff, but his yeah. book was "What Is a Man," and that was one of the things that he said that was the goal. He wanted to make living a Christian lifestyle so attractive to his kids that they never had to look anywhere else. And we, we're not going to do that by force feeding something down their throat, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it, every kid's different, everybody reacts differently, but they just encouraged and mm-hmm. showed you how great that lifestyle mm-hmm. was and said, hey, maybe you should check this out or do, I, I love that approach. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here going, well, hmm, I wonder what we do with our own kids. Like, maybe this is the better way to roll with yeah. it. Because obviously, here's a, a, I mean, and guys, when I say Dustin's on fire for the Lord, like, 
He's going. He is a, a soldier in the trenches, just loving God and loving people. It's so cool to see. So tell Thank us you more. for the encouragement. All glory to the Lord in that, because that's the transformation that, that he's made. And it's just, it's so cool. And that's why I'm so excited to, to be able to do this. And that's where, yeah, they were encouraging, letting me know the different things, as well as like protecting what we were taking in right. and the different things. Again, not in a, a forceful manner, but just walking through that with us and trying to point us like, oh, why the different things? that we're consuming um, in different aspects are are potentially dangerous uh, for us in the in the different things. Um, I'm totally cracking up right now. We're, we're live doing the podcast, and Jarrett Brentley's <laughs> rolling by on yes. a lawnmower right now, pulling a water wagon, <laughs> because no matter what we do, we try to, this is just the fun of it, right? We are in the elements Absolutely. right now at Camp Royal. Well, you might have to go back to that last thought right there because I, I got a little distracted with the lawnmower. <laughs> no worries. But, yeah, because yeah, you were asking what they what they did, and they were just very intentional with how they raised us, yeah. what we were involved in, what we were um, consuming mentally, physically, spiritually uh, in the different aspects to continue to point us towards the truth of Christ and why he calls us to live certain ways as he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. And so, um, you're the, uh, one gentleman you had on, he was talking about it as like the the owner's manual to his dirt bike. Yeah. And like you're going to yeah, follow Chris those Fugala. things because then the dirt bike's going to run to the fullest. And so they were explaining the different ways in which we were called to live um, to be able to experience this life to the fullest uh, yeah. in that. So they were intentional in that. Um, in that time and in the options that they gave us, like, ah, I'd rather sleep in on Sunday uh, and kind of fell into this aspect of, well, I'm living my life this way, so I must be okay with God. Kind of created this own, I like to say, like snugly, like build a bear version of right. God so that I would still be good with him due to my morals, uh, but no accountability, like everything I was doing was good because I would still, though walking in good morals there's still stuff that i was i would do i would lie to a friend or like i would i mean even the fact that i'm looking around and be like i think i'm better than that person that person that right there like i cringe thinking that way now because i I always say point your finger you got three fingers pointing back at yourself and um i didn't realize that those three fingers were pointing back at myself but i would experience this inner turmoil of what's going on with that and know that things weren't weren't all good what's up dudes yeah yeah another yeah we're David on Lee yep. pulling up yep. just saying what's up on the pit bike and uh, garrett meacham the crew nothing, out here nothing like being live and direct for the podcast so yeah. one of the things i caught out of that with when chris talked about having that owner's manual yeah. you were starting to say how your parents kind of guarded the other things that you took in and and that just kind of hit me with an aha moment you know for us and our kids right like if we're following the owner's manual, the Bible, the, the the living word that God's speaking to us through, and we treat it kind of like an owner's manual, just like we would our motorcycle or our car, you know, we service it at the right times, we do it this way. Like Chris said in that podcast, like you don't put cooking oil inside your motorcycle and expect it to run. Same thing, like some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. in the secular realm, some of the music that's being listened to, the dances that are being done off of TikTok. Like if we're allowing our kids to be filled with that stuff, which one's going to affect them? It's it's going to affect the way they run. So I love as the tractor goes by one more time here. He gives us a good uh, shout out of the tractor rolling <laughs> through. Um, 
but that gives us a good basis, right, as parents to kind of be careful with it. And your mm-hmm. parents weren't necessarily saying, no, you absolutely can't watch that. You can't do that. Right. Or were they? No, no, they weren't because they weren't just trying to modify behavior. They right. were seeking for my heart to be transformed by the truth of God. And those different things that he puts in his word are what revealed to us that we are broken and that we are in need of Savior because we can't live up to those fully, but they show us how to interact. And so it's almost like when uh, use the bikes for an example or uh, doing a kickflip on a skateboard, show up at a park and dudes ride in feet on the uh, tail uh, and the nose like fully on it. I'm going to try and correct him, be like, hey, you're trying to do a kickflip. Like, that is not where you want to place your feet. Like, you need to move your feet, and then you're going to be able to get the snap and the flick to get the kickflip. And so that correction isn't to bring a burden on him skating. That correction is to help him experience that more fully or on a bike like your foot you're trying to bar spin and you keep hitting your foot with the front wheel it's like ah you need to shift your your feet on that or man when you're doing a tabletop you need to put your shin on the top tube and that's really going to let you fold it over and so those aren't burdensome requests or burdensome tasks those are things so that they're able to walk in that trick to the fullest uh, of the trick or that sport to the fullest of what they're what they're trying to do and so they were trying to coaching that and and point towards jesus and all that that the heart would be transformed and that his desires would be my desires because of recognizing him and so kind of walking through that so not forcing it but trying to help us see man he's the creator of the heavens and the earth and he's he's shown us how to live so that we can live and experience this life to the fullest and understand the different aspects of it in its fullness and understand suffering and understand the different things that we face here and now. Um, and, and ultimately that our hope needs to be placed in him and that he is our hope. And so I probably wouldn't have articulated it that way, uh, as a, as a kid, but looking back and talking with them about how they raised, those are different aspects of what they were doing. But all that said, I, in my fallenness, took the morals and made my own version of God and what, how that I was okay with them due to those things, but still knew like the inner turmoil of, ah, I'm not a good person. I'd lie or I'd struggle with what I was watching or what I was going through. Um, and try and hide it. And you put up this facade like, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person. Like working hard to maintain this. Yeah. I love that. Person. I love that you said that too, the, the facade of it. Right. Cause I lived that through addiction mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. You put up this facade of a mask, if you will, of, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everything's great. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm a good, you know, for you, it's a, I'm a good Christian kid. I'm, I'm okay with God. I'm right with God, but you're not. And that goes back to that darkness thing. Yeah. Right. And the longer you live in that, it's actually creating more guilt and more shame. And you just keep digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into the darkness. Yeah. But I, I've said it before on the podcast, I know it, but Jesus already knows all of your dirty little dark secrets. Mm-hmm. Yep. You may as well tell the truth on them and you will be set free yeah. by it. Yep. So that's, I, I like that you kind and of that. It is that. huge when you do it like you. It's true freedom when yep. you can not keep living for being a good person, but you can admit I am not good. And I am yep. guilty of the sins I've committed. And then forgiveness is able to come in because you're not playing this like not guilty, yeah. not guilty. It's like, no, I am and I'm in need. And then right. forgiveness can be 
uh, can happen, can take place. Because well, I think that's the misconception, too. And you at a young age, and I'm sure many of the other younger people, maybe even some adults, like we get this impression that, okay, like we need to be good for God. Our, mm-hmm. our good works are what's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be in God's good graces because I'm acting good. But if I'm not acting good, then... I want to try to hide that from him, but pretend like I'm doing good so that I can be in his good graces. Well, he already knows when you're doing good and when you're doing bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's already, and yeah. he's not Santa Claus, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like naughty list, nice list. He knows. He knows every bit of it. So there's no point in hiding from mm-hmm. him. Just recognize, like, we're not good people. Yeah. We're broken people. Yeah. We have fallen. Mm-hmm. We, and we fall short of his glory. Yeah, so, yeah. and his truth and especially in, in wrestling with this, right? Uh, and we'll get into it, but Jesus takes it to the heart, right? And so I'll get into that in a second. This is where uh, it's so cool how the Lord worked. The parents, they continued to let me know, like, different events. And Friday night came around, didn't have anything going on. They're like, yo, this group. Well, they didn't say yo. But they're like, hey, <laughs> hey Dustin. They did it? <laughs> they're rad. Yeah. I don't think they would have used that terminology. But, uh, hey, this this group's going to be meeting up. They're going to have free pizza. It sounds like it'll be an awesome time. Again, didn't have anything going on. Free pizza. I always say, I went for pizza. The Lord had other plans. Uh, and it's just so cool. He put these two uh, leaders in my life uh, that called me. They called me on saying that, like, you know all the right things. Like, you say all the right things, and your actions would look. But they, they could see the Spirit prompted them and seeing like, ah, he he's not walking in this. And they... They knew that I heard about it, and this is something that's huge. Like, heard about it from family, from friends, from awesome pastors at the church growing up, uh, and different things. But they're like, "Have you gone to His Word and sought Him in that, and like pointed me back to His Word and to seek Him, and then to be able to interact over what I was reading with them, just like at the." Uh, when we're riding, right? And yeah. we're trying to uh, figure out new tricks or new lines. Like, I love showing up to dirt jumps and, like, all right, help me get through this line. Do I need to push through that one? Do I need to just like walk in, walking you through the line? And they're like, well, let's walk through his word and, and the different things and I'll diving into that. And that's where going to his word and seeing he calls us to perfection. I am anything but perfect. Right. Like, and I'm at this time like thinking, oh, better than that person or that person, which again, oh, I cringe when I even say that. But that's that's the mentality that, that I had. And so I'm thinking I'm good. That's the mentality most humans have, right? It's a, a comparison trap. Yeah. And you come up to almost anyone, and for yeah. the most part, they're going to say they're a good person uh, yeah. in, in the different things. But what's our standard of good? And so that's where we go into that. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not really lying that much anymore and i'm not stealing that much and i've never killed anybody but that's where again go into his word and jesus said if you look at a man with hate you've committed murder in your heart if you look at a woman with lust you've committed adultery in your heart and takes it to the heart so even in these little things and i always laugh uh, you say you're a good person it's like oh i'll just reference myself so i call anyone else out but it's like oh you got to meet dustin super good dude he's a liar he's a thief (laughs) he's a murderer at heart he's an adulterer at heart it's like that's not how 
you talk about someone as a good person, right? But that's right. all of us. But it's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's true. And so that's that's where yeah. um, our actions are often good, but we we get past of our thought life, mm-hmm. and, and uh, God sees that thought mm-hmm. life and knows that thought life. Yeah. Even when nobody else does, He does. Yeah. So and then, I mean, there's aspects of doing what we should do or not doing what we shouldn't do, but th- th- there's. You can be committing sin, like, oh, I'm not committing, but then there's stuff that I should be doing that I'm not doing. Yep. And so all these different things and really um, through his word, seeing that, man, the standard is perfection um, and I am not perfect and I'm striving. I'm trying to do the best that I can and trying to walk in these morals and put up this facade that I'm, I'm all good. And the spirit was just at work and revealing that it is not what you do. That, that, like this moral framework lets you see that we are all sinful. You and I are sinful and we are in need of a savior. It's like mm-hmm. a doctor's diagnosis. You go to the doctor when you know that um, you're sick or to just make sure everything's going good, get the checkup and yep. get that diagnosis of what's going on. And the, his morals are that diagnosis of what we got going on. We are sinful. And so we're in need of a cure. We're in need of forgiveness. We're in need of redemption. Um, and those different things that had heard about, but the spirits at work through the word, making that real and come to this point. So interacting with these leaders uh, on that, and uh, the different things, and then come to a camp uh, and it's faith-based camp and, Going and working through these different things, and it comes to a point where the the pastor put out uh, a call to respond. That the Lord was working through him to, as the Spirit was working in us, it, to respond to the call uh, of Jesus and what He had done, and really working through that word and saying, "Man, it's not what I do; it's what Jesus has done for you. He is perfect. He lived the perfect life that you and I can't live." He died the just, wrath-satisfying death that you and I deserve to die. And then he rose from the grave, giving the hope of eternal life and strength to go through everything that we face here and now. And so seeing all these different um, components and and recognizing, because at the time, right, we struggle with the reality of the the punishment for our sin. And again, that's because we're looking at, we're, we're grading on a curve. Right. Uh, and the different things, and we're not recognizing that the standard is perfection. Uh, and if we're imperfect, perfection cannot have imperfection a part of um, a part of it. And so we're imperfect, and so we're removed. And God is eternal, and so that removal has eternal consequences. Uh, and so wa- walking through these different things is reading the Word and seeing the Word clearly, revealing these different things, and grasping that, and and grasping that justice needs to be served, and that can't go just like i can't go to an earthly judge and be like judge most of the time i don't lie the judge is gonna yeah. be like oh dude dustin i'm glad you don't lie most of the time but we do have these infractions that are committed and for justice to be served a penalty must be paid for them and we want mm-hmm. justice right each of us want justice but we don't recognize that justice when we want justice we're also calling justice upon ourselves if we recognize that we are Sinners falling short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And so yeah. what we've earned is death. And so all these different things swirling is diving into his word. And this is coming that. from these leaders at this mm-hmm. camp. How old are you at this camp? 
uh, going into freshman year. So okay. going into freshman year. Like 14, uh, 13, yeah. 14 years old? 14 yeah. probably? 14, maybe, maybe yeah, 15. Okay. 15, yeah, at this time. So maybe it wasn't – it was coming out of freshman going into sophomore. So all these things are mm. swirling. You're starting yep. to realize it. Did you yep. give your heart to the Lord at camp then? Then, yeah, the had that call in the Spirit was – calling to respond to the call of Jesus Christ and what he had done for me in his life, death, and resurrection um, in proclaiming him as Lord and Savior and that he really is the Lord of my life. He recognizing my sinfulness and aligning with what he calls us to and recognizing my fallenness and need of a Savior and seeing him as the only one that could truly save, that could be the one to take the place for my sins and, and give me his righteousness uh, in his in my place. Um, right. So epic. And so that moment came and it's like, oh, let's do this. And just that, oh, experiencing that new life that right. he gives and that surrendering to him as Lord and Savior and that new life that he fills you with. And it's just, oh, so epic right. in, in how he works. And that, that just that whole process and like, Right, I remembering like that conversation with the parents after church to him leading me struggling to really understand who he is, who I am, and what Jesus has done to boom the spirit giving that um, that understanding uh, right. of having to it's not based on my works, it's based on his finished work on the his cross. His finished work, oh, yep. let's go. Yep. He lives yeah. in you, yeah. right? Oh, he so was good. the word, the word was yeah. God. Yeah, we had a whole other discussion last night yeah. about John. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, so man, good. good word and all of that yeah. stuff. So 15 years old now, you're giving your heart to yeah. the Lord. You're, you're getting away from the religion and the steps. You're starting mm-hmm. to build relationship, mm-hmm. your own yeah. personal relationship yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. Um, what happened next? Where, where did it go from there? Wild process of sanctification and continuing to reveal, which still going through. Uh, yeah. got married ongoing process. Yeah. I got married a, a year and a half ago and a whole new wave of refinement and sanctification that my wife and I prayed for in that and wanting to continue to grow in that relationship with him is he just like the parents were, weren't designed to change, modify my behavior, but that Jesus would transform my heart. And that really started to transform my heart and getting to live from the forgiveness that I have in him live from the identity I have in him live from the love, the acceptance that I have in Jesus and not trying to strive for those, but recognizing there was nothing that I could do to add or subtract who I was in Christ. And he had paid it all on the cross. And so now I'm getting to live from that. And so getting to see those different things that I struggle with, then like I'm no longer enslaved to that. Mm -hmm. Like I am free from that and getting to have seek the spirit to continue to reveal those things and walk through those obviously going to articulate it different than when I was freshman sophomore in high school and in walking through this but there was a transformation in the heart that took place to to walk so so would you say as you went through I mean obviously you see it differently now but knowing the Lord going through high school was it having that relationship, not just knowing the Lord, but having a relationship with him, did that kind of help you? Absolutely. Like yes. it, it helped Army and equip you. So for the younger yes. kids or for the parents who might have the kids out there, like, man, the youth group, mm-hmm. the, the camp, I'm going to give mm-hmm. a shout out to the camps because you get there and like other 
kids the same age are are the God's moving and he's moving through them and there's this encouragement there's this extra light there's this mm-hmm. energy that comes from the Holy Spirit and and it can just be a place that that really they kind of let down all their guards that they have up you know in the day-to-day life and they really just let go and and let God that old that old saying right uh, but one of the things we're kind of skipping around here. So you're going through high school. You've, you're now having a relationship. So things are getting easier. Sure, there's going to be trials, but yeah. you have a basis. Yeah, you definitely know not perfect. Still to. sinning. Uh, yeah. Still like in that same spot of knowing that good with the Lord on the finished work of uh, Jesus and had right standing um, with the Father, but still uh, struggling in the daily walk, the already, like already saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, by grace through faith in Christ alone. And now that walking that out and still struggling with sin as we're, uh, not perfected yet. So, uh, so tell me, tell me this. So we've kind of jumped into high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talk about you being the chaplain of BMX. Where did the love for, for BMX bikes come from? Let's talk about that a little bit. So that, I mean, from, uh, a little, a little dude, always shredding dad rode mountain bikes. So hopped on a bike at a young age and just riding, riding around and, um, jumping off curbs building up little ramps, doing little things. I always say this one, oh, how long have you been riding different things? I love saying, and I was riding before this, but fifth grade career day, brought in four bricks and a piece of wood, <laughs> got the classroom outside and said, I want to jump my bike and jump, jump the bike off four bricks and a piece of wood. And so career uh, day, just not just talent show day <laughs> yeah. or, or show and tell, yeah. but yeah. like, this is what I want to do for yeah. a career. Yeah. And so didn't even know what BMX was, just had fun riding bikes and enjoying that blessing. And that was just a passion uh, and a talent that the Lord had given, uh, at that time. And so just continued to ride, build jumps in the desert, where wherever, uh, doing the different things. And then as got older, I found out, oh, X Games, these different things. Like other people are doing this and there's a race aspect, but then there's this freestyle aspect and just having fun, jumping, jumping the bike. And so just the Lord had always given uh, a joy and a passion. That was something that was so cool. In those times of what I was reading in the word and what I was talking through with those leaders and what I was hearing at churches kind of wrestling through um, these different things, I would go ride and reflect on what I had been reading, what I had been talking so, but, about. But the love of the bike came before the true relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But as you grew up through it, so you never stopped riding your bike from nope. a young age. And nope. now 15 years old, freshman year, going into freshman, you give your heart to Jesus. You start to build a relationship. But it wasn't like you had to ditch your bicycle. No. It just gave you another outlet. We hear yeah. that a lot on the show that people are kind of feel closest to God when they're when they're maybe doing that personal sport. That's why I think it can reflect so much with the action sports and, you know, your, the passion you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard uh, Laura from the FCA. This is like the episode of shout outs to people the other day, <laughs> say something to the regards. It's cool. Of, the Lord uh, works in all of right? this. Right. Like yeah, we're working all body. of it together. Yeah. But, um, you know, talk about how the passion that the action sports person has for their sport, um, they they oftentimes and more often than not equally will have that same passion for their passion for their Lord and Savior once we've made that connection and we've we've introduced them to him and what he's done. Yeah. 
and it's kind of like this new sense of belonging, right? As we sit here at Camp Royal, and one of their big things is true identity, mm-hmm. you know, as we find our identity. So I think it's cool. When I was 15 years old riding my BMX bike, I had no idea who I was. I knew what I wanted to be or what I thought I wanted to be mm-hmm. and how I wanted to look and what I wanted people to think. I wanted to be different, yet I wanted to be fit in. And ultimately, I got lost, ended up going down the road of drugs, sure, ups and downs, all that stuff. And now here we are at 41 years old, and I'm back riding my bicycle talking to you who went the complete opposite direction, right? Yeah, like yeah. instead of bouncing the wrong way, you found Jesus. You found that relationship. You got to still keep riding your bike yeah, and got me. to grow yeah. closer to him while doing that. I mean, yeah. Praise God. That's yeah. So oh, awesome. Praise the Lord for for sure in every way of it. And, and that is cool because – Right, we have these different talents and passions, but we don't want our identity in those. Like we don't necessarily recognize yeah. how shakeable they are and how quickly they can be taken from us. That they're that's not what the the focus is. And him truly giving us that identity that it, I, we were created in the image of God, and just aligning us with our our true identity and having that identity in Christ and our hope in Christ and and not our talents or our passions because those can change and in, in all the the different things but he can use them so epically in our lives in such legit fashion that was something that's really cool in it because it was something that he used to uh be able to get away and know him more um and then pivotal point in 2006 like just graduated high school uh, freshman year of college uh, that same leader, he continued, like he, he still continues so this is the to pour, same guy pouring, pouring into yeah. you all those years, yep. like never, yep. yeah, same dude. It's so awesome. Yep. And he still is. He officiated, uh, Megan and I's wedding. Nice. So yeah, Mark's the man. So it's so cool how he's worked in that. And Clark, those were the, the two leaders, Mark and Clark. And it is so awesome. And both still continue to, uh, mentor and partner in in ministry and everything but that that pivotal point in 2006 they were doing a kickoff campus kickoff they called it for uh junior high and high school you want to you want to build some dirt jumps and do a demo as part of us uh sharing the gospel and just uh getting the the students to to get back stoked back into the the year and everything build dirt jumps yeah yeah, let's Duh. do this. Uh, and it was so cool in that was people were coming from the neighborhood who never came to the church, who rode bikes, saw what I was doing, and the Lord showed how able to bridge this gap of riding bikes in his truth and use it to make him known further. So not only had he been using it for me to know him deeper, but in that moment and through those different relationships, I use this to make me known further. And so I was going um, to school to be a firefighter uh, at that point and switched everything up. Like, I want to step into So the, the dirt jumping event was really the catalyst that kind of said, wait, the firefighting school is maybe not my my thing. Yeah. I'm going ministry. So yeah. that was being able to be – like, it's funny how like one little – one well, big event, little event. Yeah. But that one thing, like, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, I can jump my bike – for a living yeah yeah right and, like yeah. go back to fifth grade career day yeah. when you're bringing the four bricks and now instead of four bricks you built some mounds of dirt yeah. and went wait a minute like yeah. firefighting sure my dad so for the listeners dustin's dad was a firefighter with phoenix yeah phoenix fire yep. retired yep. um but yeah so you were kind of following those footsteps yep. and all of a sudden god said wait 
You can use your this bike to, to make me known yeah. and, and the different things. And so, because at that point, I was serving with a, a group that came alongside the church and, and the different things. And it was walking in different aspects of um, ministry. But that that moment was like, this use this to make me known um, and be able to bridge that that gap and be able to, uh, be able to do that. And so in that, yeah, switched it up, uh, went to uh, Bible college, um, got the degree in that. And it's so cool. Again, the Lord, it's all the Lord, him just putting people, conversations, using his word as the reference point to, to work through it all, um, getting ready to graduate had been doing an action sports ministry with the church, Team Shred, because uh, everyone who shreds, all the different shred devices, so whatever it is, all the different things, like, all right, let's keep doing this. And Dad asked me, is there anyone that does chaplaincy within action sports? We have a chaplain for the fire department, and the different things that we go through and that we're experiencing on the job, he understands what we're experiencing and helps us walk through those in the biblical perspective with the biblical lens to be able to handle those different things. I don't know. I've never, haven't even thought of this. And just is talking what different options uh, were out there and getting to serve the Lord through using the bicycle. And again, through another set of, oh, that sounds awesome. Different connections. Found out that there's some opportunity to do this. And Lord provides a way to, to be able to, um, step into that once everything finishes up and it's just so epic how the Lord works and orchestrates these different things through different people um, to again uh, advance his kingdom and that his Brilliant. truth would be known because uh, that's what it's all about uh, whatever it is I always like encouraging anyone whatever they have that that talent and that that passion that is a sphere of influence that job that you have that's a sphere of influence to make the truth of what Jesus Christ has done for us to be known uh, in that in that realm. So whatever it is, and by His grace, He allowed it to be bikes and jumping the bikes and uh, doing that um, for me. But it's it's so cool how each of us are so different, so that the world can know the truth of who He is and what He's done. Right. Absolutely. So so you finished high school. You thought you were going fire department. The yep. event happens. Um, and you get shifted, and you went off where? Because you, you went to school, right? Yep. So, still still in Arizona, so born and raised in Arizona, okay. so still in Arizona. Uh, it was Southwestern Bible College at the time. Now it's Arizona Christian University, so just was able to, to go there uh, and do that and stayed there. And then as working through what it would look like to, to be chaplain uh, in the action sports world, uh, basically come alongside and uh, talked with this uh, one gentleman, present, available, and intentional, serving people, meeting people where they're at. And uh, a verse that has always been uh, clutch in that is where Jesus says that he came to serve and not be served to give his life a ransom for many. And so I have experienced that ransom that he's paid for my life and want to share that truth. And so just going to, to serve. Uh, serve the athletes in that so that he was talking about that and so all these different things are happening the uh, team shred group we were able to go there was a crew they were able to go to to woodward a crew of the the students were able to to go to woodward 
I was able to call ordered up and, hey, got a crew. We do this uh, action sports ministry back home. Can I be their counselor, instructor? What would that look like? And uh, everything got dialed in for that to happen. And while I was out there, we're doing a Bible study by the Bulls and meet Jake Kinney, who you've had uh, yeah. on the on the podcast. And so we start rapping out and it's like, doing a Bible study on the Bulls? Like, yeah. And just getting, diving into it and just how the Lord had been at work. And then at the same time, trying to look at what walking in chaplaincy is going to look like in different things. Um, come around next year, they need someone out at Woodward full time. Uh, and so in that, get to move out to Woodward and just as going into the chaplaincy and looking at it, it's about bringing Jesus to the center of the culture that he would transform the individuals in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what a rad place out there uh, to be able to interact with those who are just finding out about riding or skating or the different action sports to um, the top athletes. And the athletes are getting to serve at these different events is starting to get to go to the the different events and um, just the way the Lord worked in that and just getting to see him move in that and transform lives um, with his truth and uh, through what he was doing uh, in all that. So super awesome. So was out there shortly after graduating. So two years after graduating, uh, ended up out there and was out there for just about 10 years and now my wife and I living in a travel trailer and going wherever the Lord would take us right. uh, in the different So did, did most of your chaplaincy happen at Woodward at first or did, did that was that kind of another door that helped you open to be able to travel with them the way you do now? That was an awesome place to be able to, to work with um, and continue to serve. Uh, and even though athletes. it's a, you know it, it doesn't fall under the the faith umbrella right. of an action sports yep. camp the way Royal does, you were able to to still witness and pour yes. into and encourage yeah. and do those things through yeah. there. So it's kind of the start of your ministry in the secular realm, which is so awesome. Uh, because once again, I think we talked about on a couple episodes ago, or however long ago it might have been now. Like you don't have to have a ministry to have a ministry. Yeah. You're yep. still called to make disciples. Yep. So, Absolutely. so no matter else. where you're working, don't love God, love people, mm-hmm. keep pouring into people, keep encouraging people, try to see people with uh, the way God does. Mm-hmm. And just people just need love. Everybody's hurt. Yep. Everybody's going through something. So you got to see that in that secular realm and still got to yeah. hone your skills, if you will, and just continue to pour into people. And now that's unfolded into you and Megan, amazing wife. Yeah. Traveling, Lord is so good in it. Yeah, baby on the way. Yep, baby on I the way. I hope I didn't spill the beans on yeah, that. But so stoked. No, yeah. it's so good. That's um, awesome. And all that. And it's it's cool at the same time. Like, uh, also got to see, had done that demo at the church, but at the same time, that, that same church in Arizona, still the home church, um, they were partnered with the Palau Association. And so Luis Palau was doing a, a big outreach coming alongside the churches in the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe, Mesa, Chandler, Gilbert area um, to proclaim the truth of Christ. And Action Sports Outreach was there. So mm-hmm. much love to um, Action Sports Outreach is getting to link up with uh, Vic Murphy and John Anderson, getting to continue to see different ways that the bike 
could be used to proclaim and make Jesus yeah. known further, both in the action sports industry and then as a, a tool to uh, proclaim Christ to those outside of the action sports the, industry. The wow factor. And so that's been a rad part of it and getting to um, proclaim Christ all over uh, all over the world through, through them and I, getting ready to go to uh, Kenya uh, yeah. in June. So excited to see what the, what the Lord's going to do in yeah. that with, uh, with Vic and everything. So yeah, most of you awesome. guys, if you remember, you know, we've had Vic and John both on the, on the podcast Epic as well dudes. as Louie yeah. and, and a bunch of the stunt dudes. So yep. check out those episodes if you haven't already, Yeah, you know, Dustin, like, Love the story. Love where you're at. Love being here with you. Encouraged for another few days here yeah. together, and and with all these slope style riders and and dirt jumpers that are here. What's one thing as we kind of close this episode out? The the one thing I always ask. What's one simple thing you want to leave with the listeners today? What do you want them to take home? The the clutch aspect is right. This is the the quick aspects of the gospel is what on because that is what initially transformed the life and now daily transforms the life and remembering and knowing that Jesus has lived the perfect life that you and I cannot live. He died the just wrath satisfying death that you and I deserve to die and gives us the hope of eternal life and the strength to persevere and endure in this current life here and now. And that truth of what Jesus has done in his life, death and resurrection, according to the scriptures, according to what he said, that's it. Like that daily that's reflecting on that and remembering it's what he's done. And mm-hmm. we get to live from that by his grace through faith in him alone. So perfect. His, Game changer. His, Let's go. Yep. <laughs> his strength, not ours. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, man. It's, every day, every moment. Yeah, dude. Perfect. Yeah. What yeah. a blessing, man. Thank <laughs> you so much for being here for all of our listeners. Uh, check out Dustin. Uh, we got to send it together on Instagram. Yep. Do I hear that's on TikTok as it's well? It's on TikTok. We got to TikTok and it. I, it so, good for, stuff out so there. thankful for my wife and how she helps with that. And we're like, yeah. man, TikTok needs some legit content. And so yep. she handles the, the TikTok account and makes sure to get all the, all the posts up there and everything. So right. legit how to's we're trying to, teach others how to read the Bible yeah. so that so we can the commune, send it together stuff is good and then, with the Lord. Yeah. And then your, your other Instagram is Dustin T Orem. Yep. Dustin right. underscore T underscore Orem. Yep. Yeah. So check out, connect with Dustin message. If you guys yeah. got questions, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and then obviously with us, fastlifeministries.com, yep. we encourage anybody coming alongside of us to help continue this mission that God has yes. us on. We'd love to get some monthly partners signed up. And guys, just more than anything, this is about Jesus and and the gospel and the story that he has given each one of us. So who who do you know that needs to hear this? Please share it, copy it, paste it, share the the post. Let's get Dustin's story out there because there is a 15-year-old BMXer somewhere who has the religion background but doesn't have the relationship. Mm -hmm. And God wants to take Dustin's story and multiply it again and again with the same power and the same authority. So God bless everybody. And, yes, let's go. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Aaron off for today. We'll see you next week.